Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Was the Pac-12 ever close to getting a TV deal putting their games on Hunter Biden's laptop? That's what we're talking about today. Spencer McLaughlin's here from Locked On Pac-12. I am Josh Neighbors oh, of the Neighborhood good. Watch. For those of you who don't know, Spencer and I, we always start off with some topical joke uh, relating to something happening in the world about the Pac-12. Uh, I have to make Spencer laugh because obviously Spencer's going through a difficult time. So uh, you and I have covered <laughs> yeah, this the hard. entire time and we've gotten together and I feel like you and I have been, we've disagreed our fair amount, but we've also been adults about it. So I feel like, uh, you know, I'm not here to dance on your grave. I'm not here to dance the pac 12s grave. I actually want to, you know, cause, cause once again, a lot of people in big 12 country uh, do feel some of the feelings that pac 12 fans have felt. And actually I felt it multiple times, but, you know, this one, this is kind of the kill shot that kind of got landed. Spencer, now it's Tuesday when you are recording. How do you feel? How, how are you processing all of this? Because you are an Oregon fan, I believe, but also you cover yeah. and love the entire league as a whole. So how do you feel right now as an Oregon fan, as a Pac-12 fan? Give me, give me the feelings. Yeah, well, off the top before I answer that, I want to point out that I, I've seen, I think, far more messages and gotten more far more messages from Big 12 fans saying, man, I think this stinks than the ones who say, you know, like I've seen the narrative out there before, like, oh, man, nobody was crying for the Big 12 when they were, you know, on the cusp of, of dying. And I would say that I, I wasn't in this media space at this level. Uh, but I also lament that Oklahoma and Texas left the Big 12. I never wanted any of this stuff to to happen. But you know, that's been, that's been a positive here, but like overall feeling, yeah, I'm an Oregon fan, but this whole thing makes me really sad because I've watched these teams since I was a kid. They precede me. They have long preceded me. We're looking at the death of over a hundred years of tradition that obviously took a very long time to, to build up. And I am a traditionalist in that sense. I would go to the BCS before I went to the 12 team playoff. That is an actual take that I have come and flame me however much you would like, but that's how I feel about this sort of stuff. But the loss of traditional matchups and, you know, I, I've seen comments from Dan Lanning and Washington's athletic director about we'd like right. to keep the Apple Cup alive. We'd like to keep the game formerly known as the Civil War going. We'd love to do that with a home and home and everything. But even if they're able to accomplish that, which is not a guarantee, if they do get that, get those matchups to continue, they're never going to be the same because look at where Oregon State and Washington State most likely are about to land big 12 could go get them probably at a half share probably at a quarter share if they wanted to of the media rights deal and they're not doing that so it's never going to feel the same it's never going to be the same and we're just we're just taking the elements of college football that have made it great and unique 
from the NFL and we are washing them away to make it look like the NFL because television is running the show here. And, you know, if you watch, I watched this uh, college football documentary last year called uh, the, the American game. It's on ESPN plus if you go go in there. Yeah, it's fantastic. And one thing that they, that they talked about in there all the way back in like the sixties and seventies is putting games on television. Is that going to be bad for college football? And they talked about it in the sense then of, well, people aren't going to go to the games. So how are you going to make as much money? You're going to lose out on this revenue and whatnot, not knowing that television can continue to grow and actually be a net positive, which I think it has been for the sport of college football and for all live sports. But there is a downside to it, which is these are money-making entities, these television companies, and they are going to act in a way that allows them to best improve their bottom line. And I fully understand why all this happened. I get why Oregon and Washington said, nope, we're not staying with the pack. We're going to the Big Ten. From a self-interest standpoint, that's the best move. But as a college football fan, I lament all of this. So I think it's just a sad day that is the result of so many poor decisions from the Pac-12 for the last 15 years. And that's yeah. that's the world we're at. It's I'm not gonna I'm not the boycott college football guy. You know I've I've never right. b- been fans of that particular narrative of anything, whether it's the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball or anything. Like oh, I'm never gonna watch. No, I'm I'm gonna watch because I still love I still love the game and I still love my teams. But am I going to watch it with the same level of enjoyment that I've had my whole life? The answer to that is is no. It can't be more than ninety percent of what it was, and it might not even be that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's worth pointing out about on all of this. Um, I think you're right about what the Pac-12 got caught. I think they caught, got caught between two things. I think they got caught between bad decisions that they had made. And I think they got caught between also to where, where the TV landscape is heading. Right. So I think both of those things, uh, both of those things can be true. And I think that the, both of those things end up being true for them. I think for them, you know, because I, one thing I want to ask you about, like there is a world in which the Big 12 is, in, is the spot the Pac-12 is. I do think the Big 12, because of, you know, once again, they're not because of the forward thinking nature of the conference. And they were like, all right, let's get ahead of this thing. Let's get a, you know, let's get a TV deal pretty early. Let's take care of you in Texas. And, and understanding like we are not the Big 10, we are not the SEC evidenced by the, uh, you know, they did beat a Big Ten team in the playoff, but also got railroaded by the best team in the SEC in the championship game. Like, they knew what they aren't. Now, I think the one one concerning thing about all of this is, like, the one thing I think the Big 12 has is inventory at this point. But at what point do TV stations just be like, okay, you know, there's two questions. One, like, how much does everybody need? How much How much content does every TV station need? And also how much are they willing to pay? Because if they're like, we just want the big premium brands, this is going to happen again, right? We're, we're like the number of schools that we deem as important is going to shrink. And I think the next casualty of it would be some schools in the big 12. I think there'd be schools though, in a lot of the conferences that would be casualties of it. You know, I think about the schools yeah. that are in the ACC, right? Like a, uh, you know, I have Syracuse got a large alumni base, but like, uh, you know, and I know Boston college puts you in Boston, but like how valuable really is a Boston college. How valuable really are, you know, is I know Georgia Tech puts you in Atlanta, but like is Georgia Tech super valuable? They're not good at football or basketball. 
like, and I think all the schools would end up being fine, but then you start shifting the schools in middle America. You start asking questions about Oklahoma state and you start asking questions about K state. You start asking questions about all of these schools. And like, you're going to see, I know about Vanderbilt and about, uh, you know, about a uh, university of Missouri, right. And, and uh, Kentucky, because, you know, they've always been the SEC. They're good at basketball. Yeah. UConn, UConn's the national champions and they're not in a power five league either. Right. And I know Kentucky's well, they're in a power, league. they're in a power six. Right, but like they're in football, like they're, they're like, not in the league. Yeah, yeah, no, the yeah, the football. At what point, like, are we like, well, Kentucky's good. Kentucky wins like eight, nine, ten games every year, but Lexington's not like a major. They're not going to be in a lot of major places, and uh, you know, honestly, we're just hunting for the top twenty brands, right? We are hunting yeah. for the Champions League right, of that's, football. When does that? Where does that pursuit meet? Like, we still need some television content, and how many schools you want playing? Because we're we're narrowing the field that's what we're doing right now we're starting to weed things out and you're even seeing that format that was set forward for the college ball playoff it's been into a road the conversations are now like all right so how much of this fat can we trim from this and are we going to go to the best 12 teams or are you going to still have aqs all those things are still being kicked around right now and so I, i'm i'm still concerned like the weeding is happening even though you know i think business kind of happening capitalism is is, is a part of life yeah, it is. And so I, I, w I was thinking the exact same thought that you had, which is list all of the lowest level brands in every conference and tell me why television executives and the history that we've seen the last couple of years would lead you to believe that they give a rip about the about those teams like Wake Forest, Boston College. Heck, maybe even, you know, a, a Syracuse, Louisville, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Iowa State, Kansas State, Texas Tech. Like, just keep going down the list and look at the heck, look at teams in the bottom of the Big Ten. You think they care a lot about Northwestern, yeah. Indiana, Purdue, uh, Illinois? So, like, yeah, Northwestern's just in Chicago. Like, that's all they've got going. Uh, they wanted Rutgers because Rutgers, you know, puts you on television sets but in I bet the you, New York area. But, like – the. But, Rutgers isn't yeah. good. You know, Rutgers isn't. You know, no, no, exactly. Yeah, Rutgers. Rutgers and, and Maryland. We're gonna, go, we're gonna go away from cable. If, we, if we're going away from cable, like and oh, the goal yeah. is to be on cable cable boxes. Well, we're not on cable boxes. So right. what's, and the, what's other the, thing too, the other thing too? The other thing too is for a school like, uh, like like Northwestern that's in Chicago, right? Is how much of Chicago does Notre Dame already bring you? Because their brand right. goes beyond South Bend, Indiana. Look at no, right. Notre like market market size matters absolutely in determining a school's value but it's not everything you have a brand component as well you know who has the bet the best television deal in the mountain west boise state they don't have the biggest media market they're not even close to the biggest yeah. media market colorado state is close to denver san diego state is in san diego fresno the valley you have way more television yeah, households there but their brand outperforms their market size. And so the biggest, you know, most attractive brands are when you combine the two. But I mean, two of the biggest brands in college football are Michigan and Ohio State. Neither one of those is in some huge, it's not in Los Angeles or New York or Dallas or Chicago or any of these major television markets anywhere in Florida. So that's Nebraska, kind of the interesting. I mean, Nebraska, you know, Nebraska, 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 Nebraska yeah. Is still have tons that's, of fans, right? Yeah, and that's the interesting dynamic about all this sort of stuff is, you know, when people like you and me or others talk about, well, you know, they don't have a big market, teams can't outperform that. What's the market for Alabama? They're in Tuscaloosa. It's not some not a major media hub, but it can it can elevate your appeal, right? Like Arizona right. 
as a school was attractive to the Big 12. They wanted them for so long, partially because they're a great basketball school and the Big 12 wants to be the best basketball conference, which, you know, by the way, you just added Utah and Colorado. I'm here to tell you to keep your expectations pretty tempered for those two, those two programs. Yeah. It's going to be a learning but, curve. <laughs> this is going to be a learning be curve. A learning but, curve. Like, yeah. but, but Arizona, Arizona state, their athletics departments have been incredibly mid tier to below average across the board in the sports that you care about aside from basketball for Arizona. But why do you care? Cause they're in Phoenix, right? So that's kind of the, the push and pull for evaluating you know, for TV executives, who do we care about? Who do we want? Right. Who who could we th- who could we see as actually being valuable here? And I I agree with you completely. Like this is how this is all playing out, and we're not even done because we have to see what happens with Cal and Stanford and Oregon State, Washington State, and everything like that. But what's to stop the TV companies once all these media deals expire in like 2030 from saying, okay, we want from the SEC, we want Alabama. Georgia, right. LSU, Tennessee, Florida, and, you know, keep going down the list. From the ACC, we like Clemson, Texas, yeah. Miami, yeah, A and M probably. Uh, we want Clemson, SEC Miami, State. Florida State, uh, Duke or North Carolina, and somebody from the Big Ten. We'll take uh, we'll take Michigan, we'll take Ohio State, Penn State, Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA, and Wisconsin, and we'll just leave everybody to the wind. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of kind of draw. It kind of gets like this. It's all existential. Right. But it's like, okay, like at what point are we, are we protecting the sport? Because like the sport still needs to exist. I made this point several times, but I have friends who are, you know, from Virginia, I have a lot of friends who are James Madison fans and, you know, went to the university of Richmond and like they watch James Madison play because they're a national title contender. And they yeah. also, they might watch like North Dakota state play because that, that's honestly like who they might end up playing against. Right. You know, that they, those games matter to them. And so I asked the question, like, all right, if we're trying to create this product where it's like who matters in college football, if if you're just saying 20 or 30 schools matter, like you don't have the best football product. The best football product happens on Sundays. There is an alternative that is better. The reason why college basketball is loved is because everybody loves passion for it. But also too, like the NCAA tournament is open to everybody and it creates one of the best postseasons the, the quality it's of basketball the, it's, it's the, is incredibly the bad. Well, yeah, it's the best postseason. It is the best postseason, the, it's it the best best postseason, postseason and it's yes, not close. It's the best postseason not even sport. remotely close. Yeah, yeah. The, quali- the, the quality of play, I, look, college basketball is what it is. It's not, and it's not excellent. The NBA is an unbelievable basketball product, but the college, just college basketball, is, well, it just feels different. And they say things like, oh, they're playing defense. Well, college basketball things, does feel defense. Things are categorically better just than they do play defense. Well, they do play. Well, I'm not sure if you've watched some NBA players. Jokic is pretty hard to guard, but that's besides the point. So, like this, this is the problem you might run into: is that if you, why should Missouri graduates, why should Texas Tech graduates, K State graduates, and fans, Kansas fans, and just go down the line, care about what happens in a eventual maybe Super League with Alabama and Michigan and Clemson? If their schools never, never play them, right? If there's no chance to play those schools, if you cut off, you know, like Washington State fans, I mean, if, you know, at this point in time, we're like, we're getting cut off from the sport. You know, are, are, why why do I care about what happens? LSU, Alabama, oh, sure, everybody watches. Yeah, and they watch it, but like, what does that mean to me? What, is, what does LSU, Alabama mean to me? Because at the end of the day, it's the same sport, right? Like, oh, okay, 
Washington State could theoretically play Alabama. LSU. Yeah, but that's that's my that's my objection to all this realignment stuff. Like, right? I, I've had people all the time say, "Dude, why are you so upset about this? You're an Oregon fan. You're in a big conference. I, I because we're gonna play regular season games against Northwestern and Indiana and Minnesota and but Illinois, at least you're still in the game. And I don't. At least you're still in the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. That's that's the you know silver lining in all of like, it. Oregon but State's coming off I don't a want to, season but, and they're out of the game. They're out of the game now. Or yeah, State's it's a, bu- it's a bunch what of crap. It's a bunch of crap. Right. You're getting punished, you're getting punished for being well. Yeah, you're getting punished for doing well, which sucks. But I mean, you know, or Oregon, Indiana. If you're talking about a low level right. matchup doesn't excite me, doesn't intrigue me the way that Oregon Cal does. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. You know why? Because I grew up watching Cal. Because I grew up watching Washington State. And seeing Washington State go from the doormat of the conference to being a relevant, consistently winning program over the course of several head coaches the last few years, I've loved watching that. And we've had a lot of great games over the years. And I know what the stadiums are like. And I know what the fans are like. I don't know anything about like. Bowl games are fun. I, I I love bowl season. Always have, always will. But when I play them, I am watching them for Oregon, not for the other team. And now that's what the right. entire regular season is going to be, essentially. It, it, it's, it's not about another chapter in the rivalry or in the matchup, in the history, whatever. And every game's got a different feel. Oregon fans will tell you, we're terrified every year of going to the desert. You know why? Because we keep getting burned when we keep going to the desert. 2019, right. college football playoff hopes, gone. 2007, Dennis, Dex- Dennis Dixon's knee, gone. Probably would have gone to the national championship game. So those sorts of little details, those sorts of stories, the the, the history that's there. And college football, one last thing. College football is also different from the NFL because you play these teams once a year. So the games... That's why you remember them more. So, like, I'm a diehard Seahawks fan. I, I I love the Seahawks. I cannot tell you every single matchup from now until – or now going back to 2010 with the 49ers who are our biggest rival. And the 49er games don't feel as big because you play one there, you play one here, and it's just not the same. I could tell you every single Civil War game going back to 2007 is, I think, the one that, that I first remember, like, fully watching and – Knowing and all that sort of stuff. I could tell you all that stuff, but I can't in the NFL because college is different. And so, you know, like I heard Colin Coward say, oh, you know, uh, college sports are becoming more professionalized by the day. And I almost threw up in my mouth because he's right. And I, I, I hate that. I don't know why it needs to be like the NFL, well, except I the answer is television. I think the thought is too, is like we can pay the players. So there's So we can just exploit them now as much as possible, right? Like uh, we can pay them. You know, why not milk them for as many, you know, for, I mean, think about it. You well, if you're going to pay them, then you're just going to have them detach and then not give well, money but, and but funding the to the other If you were to expand a 12-team playoff and the kids couldn't even get NIL, I would feel terrible about making kids play a 12-game regular season with potentially a 13th conference championship game and then potentially one, two, three, or four playoff games. I mean, you're asking a kid to play a 15, 16, 17-game schedule, and they don't get, they don't say, you know, oh, the good in education. Please save it. Also, how how good well, okay, is it? Okay, but okay, but hold on, hold, now, hold on, on, hold on, 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 the, on that how front though. Your, hold on, hold on. How good is your education when you are playing a 16-game schedule, where you are traveling now across the country to play your game? You're basically a pro athlete at that point in time. And also, I want to mention one more thing. One problem with the, the, the conference size is. You mentioned the every year games and whatnot. I know they're going to be some. 
that are every single year. But if you're in the big 10, you only play nine conference games every single year. Right. So like you, you're playing essentially half the league. There's one half of the league you're not going to see. And if you have some certain, like certain schools, you're going to be rotating schools. You're not going to see everybody that often. So it's going to be tougher to develop those rivalries when you're not seeing everybody. That's the one thing I'm going to miss about the big 12 is like, you know, everybody got to play everybody. That was fantastic. That was a, that was a really fun part of the 10 team big 12. And yeah, you know, you and get you a little bit less you than you can't do that with any regularity in an 18 team big 10 right, conference, just, which is what we have it's, now. It's almost like a 16 yeah, it's, big 12. to decide, to decide who the best team in the conference is. It's almost like you need to play a, a you know, you almost need to play like a final four at the end. Because yeah. Like, like a mini, schools, like a mini playoff. Yeah. Right. Because some schools avoided everybody. And, so and I, I don't like know how, compare. I don't know how they're going to set all that stuff up or what the scheduling is going to be. Just real quick I on the education note. Maximizing some money. I, I, I fully understand on, on, on the education note that, you know, what a student athlete who's going through that, that rigorous grind, it, it is not the same as the kids who are not playing sports and getting an engineering degree. I, I am not offering that. But I would also be willing to take a take a, a gamble, go out on a limb and say that those kids that played college football, that got a degree and didn't go play professionally are doing a lot better than kids who never went to college on average. Because the value is, of a college degree in society, no matter what the degree is. Well, is it the degree or is it because they played football somewhere and they use it? Because the thing is, a lot of those kids are just trying to keep them eligible. Right. There are a lot of kids I, no, who are trying to keep there, eligible. There are fair, I, I think most are and able I, to stay look, on the team in a pretty it's easy It's hard way. because – and I, I know that, you know, it's, it's hard because – I'm just saying I'm, – I'm, my, 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 only, my, only, my only point bringing that up is that people say, oh, my gosh, they're not getting anything. The education's worth it. It's like, eh, go ask someone who didn't have the opportunity to go to college if they would rather have not gone to college because they, they couldn't afford it or if they would have rather gone and gotten something in, an, in a degree that may not be quite, quite as lucrative. There are jobs – that it all, all across the country that literally will not let you apply unless you have some degree doesn't always matter what what it is right in. but i but I, I i hear you on the 12 team playoff in the nil thing i wish that was better managed but gosh almighty isn't it incredible that the portal in the nil feel like yesterday's changes to the sport because yeah two months I mean, ago they were more. the they were the changes in the sport well they the problem is everything. all the change happened at once right i think i think yeah. this is what happens and i've seen this in our I've seen this in our industry and if some of the folks I work with, you know, especially some of the older folks, they kind of just throw their hands up in the air because everything's changing all at once. Right. And a lot of that is the NCAA's fault. The NCAA for a long time has their enforcement department's been embarrassing. Uh, the, you know, the, what the, enforcement department? Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. It's, it's been embarrassing. I mean, uh, you know, we saw Tennessee get punished and, and Tennessee, you know, they did barely got yeah, wasn't punished. Wasn't that random? And, I mean, Missouri just, you know, Missouri, essentially something you know, Missouri gets railroaded for Tennessee gets off, you know, scot-free because they already did their own thing. They, they, you know, basically burned Jeremy Pruitt at the stake, burned his reputation at the stake on the way out. Yeah. And, and so, you know, they've been negligent. I mean, whether it's been NIL, whether it has been, uh, you know, obviously the transfer portal dates and whatnot, whether it is, you know, it has been the college, I mean, obviously they lost the, the CFP kind of does its own thing now. Um, and, you know, with, with, obviously their enforcement department basically it's like look just lava softballs we really aren't going to go and find anything uh but you have to bring it to us and you know that, that's kind of the way it's going to go all of those things they have sat in their hands and and you know the problem is like you know lawmakers are saying and a lot of these i see the nil bills that pop up like they're not going to make it through they're not going to make it through any you know house or whatever and i feel like these these 
leaders going to Congress, Greg Sankey. Most, most, most bills don't make it through. It's Congress. just, well, yeah, a lot of, right, right. But like these guys are just going to, to do some, some lip service. And, you know, what we have to think about is like, what do we want this? What do we want from college sports? Like, what is it that we actually want from college sports? Because a little bit of always, there's always going to be a little bit of grossness. The problem is now, though, everybody feels gross. And whether, whether you're like a hater of player movement, you're like, kids are moving, I feel gross. Whether you're like, I love the regionality rivalries, I feel gross because everybody is just moving around. Whether you don't like TV companies, you feel gross because you see the gigantic numbers. If you're a person who thinks employment's important, you're like, oh my God, somehow these kids don't make any of the money at all. You feel gross. Like, it, it doesn't matter what your cup of tea is in terms of how you viewed some of the inner workings of college. If you're somebody who could sit there and watch the games and separate it all, God bless you. But Spencer, we know how people are about college sports. We're fanatical, yeah. right? Well, it, well and, and, and the, other, the, the other component as it pertains to this actual season is that is, again, I'm, I'm grasping for silver linings here because I don't like this stuff so much, but boy, doesn't it add a lot of spice and intrigue to certain matchups? Because, you know, USC orchestrated this whole thing along with Fox yeah. to tank the Pac-12. And Oregon fans were not particularly happy about that. Then, as Oregon was trying to get into the Big Ten, there's been a lot of reporting about how USC didn't want that to happen either. And they were working behind the scenes to go to the Big Ten and say, hey, we said we wanted to come here and not have Oregon come with us. We wanted to be in a bigger conference than them, so we didn't have to recruit against them. And we wanted to be in a conference that didn't include them, so we didn't have to go to Autzen Stadium every other year. And they reportedly were not very happy. USC message boards, not particularly happy about that. Now, I'm not happy about the entire situation, but boy, that sure makes that Oregon-USC game a lot spicier, doesn't it? It's like when mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of like when people, and again, I'm not shifting my entire tune on how to feel about everything, but this is just something that I've come to realize. When people in sports say, you know, oh my gosh, so-and-so is, he's a villain, he's a bad guy he's like the angel reese non-controversy what a stupid stupid controversy that was but that entire ordeal her taunting caitlin clark i watched it and i was like oh that's awesome <laughs> that's 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 fantastic are you kidding me people are like she's doing this she's doing that and i'm able to just sit back from afar as a neutral viewer of that game and think so if those two play a game next year who's having the watch party because I can't right. wait to watch them go at it. Yeah. I mean, right. It's hell, like, you know, it's like people the hate Iowa people. game. The Iowa game against yeah, LSU. But, I mean, it did like, it did, it did, I think better numbers than, um, the oh, LSU was, Alabama did this year. Oh yeah. It was like nine. I think Rockers. it was like 9 million. It was more than the LSU Alabama game, which is nuts. Yeah. But you know, I, as a fan will, you know, get frustrated with individual players or athletes because I don't like them for various reasons, things they say, do all that sort of stuff. But I can also understand that that's, it's objectively good for the sport. Like I could see this year, Josh being the most viewed year of college football ever. I think it's, a, I, I, uh, I mean, I t- television numbers keep going up. I think, people are sick <laughs> I, mean, of the, I think people are sick of the, I think people are sick of what's happened. this offseason. Oh yeah. Oh, I've gosh, never I'm, felt further from the actual sports. And look, oh, we talk too. about them a lot. Like, I enjoy it. Cause, but cause, cause people care about it. But like, you know, I, I think it, it's in, and it's interesting, but I'm so tired of it. I, I, yeah, it's I'm like so, I'm so tired. I think the numbers are gonna be crazy good this year too because of that. Oh I yeah, the numbers are gonna be well, and there are a bunch of great there are a bunch of great storylines in in the season across the sport, and that's 
really exciting and going to be really fun, but it just takes a back burner to all this sort of stuff. Cause you know, I've covered it as much as I can, but gosh almighty, I haven't covered it as on my show as much as I've wanted to. Cause we've been dealing with the you right. know, existential crisis of the conference's survival. Yeah. Like, yeah, that has to take precedence. And that's just the way that, that the cookie crumbles and whatnot. But the pac 12, it's, it's pretty crazy. And I saw people pointing this out on Twitter and I thought it was completely accurate. It's nuts that the league that has more preseason top 20 teams than anybody else wasn't able to get a good media deal and won't exist next year. Like, isn't that, isn't that crazy? How did, how did we get, how did we get to that point? And, yeah. and then you have these, these conferences taking the schools and giving them shares that are worth what the PAC 12 was trying to get with them all together. And it's like, so we couldn't get a deal that was guaranteed. Now the Apple deal, it, it does appear would have been able to move past the big 12 and the ACC financially with certain subscription numbers, but we weren't able to get a deal in the pack to pay schools guaranteed $30 million or more per year. But Utah, Arizona, Arizona state are getting that in the big 12, Oregon and Washington are getting that in the big 10. And then, and then Colorado is going to get that in the big 12 too. And you're like, well, wait a minute. How did we, how did we shift all this? Well, do you know why? Do you all, know why? All, 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 all this stuff around because it's, companies- because it's cheaper. Well, it's, you're right. It's cheaper, right? You don't have to pay for the whole thing. So, if, you yeah. know, if, why would you know ESPN's like, look, if we just wait, and they can't get a good enough deal, then we're gonna get. You know, now, the, now the now the risk there is that you might not get any of them. But like, if you're ESPN, I mean, you paid off, right? Now you have a league in the Big Twelve that, like, the the thing is for, for ESPN, the Big Twelve is more is val- more valuable than what they're paying because think about the ability to just fill any like you can put a Big Twelve game literally in any time slot. And and the thing is, they're gonna miss out in the Big Ten. They don't have the Big Ten. ESPN here moving forward. So the Big Twelve doesn't have the Big Twelve's only got one one team in the Western time zone, though. Well, the, but the thing is, like, you can still play just because they're in the mountain. Well, what, what is it? ASU is in is in all well, the way I guess there. two Arizona and Arizona State play in the Pacific. Utah plays in the mountain, and so does BYU. Right. So like you can and like you can so have those games. Out. Also, like, all those schools can play. I mean, if you play in the mountain time zone, you can have a game start at 10 p.m. Eastern time, right? Like, so, and, and look, they can start a game in, at 11 a.m. Eastern time if they wanted to with UCF. So they can, you know, the, and I've mentioned, I made this analogy the other day. The Big 12, what it really is, is like, it's not the steak. It's not that main course. But you know what it is? It's the really good dinner rolls. It's the really good mashed potatoes. It's the nice wine you pair with it. It's the dessert afterwards. It can be all of those things for ESPN. That's really its value moving forward, I think. And so I, I think also too, like, ESPN did not want all of it. They did not need to take all of it. And so they got a little bit of it. Fox gets a little bit of what they, they want, right? They get some, a couple more partners out there out West. They get some more West coast, more West coast slots. They get two big brands. I'll do it. And they get it. Oh they my get the God. Biggest, they, get, they get the biggest, they get the premium baby draws out West. They get, they get Nike's college football team for $30 yeah. million dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's 30. Is it, I think it's 30. I think it's 32 and a half. Well, th- yeah. And then it goes up by yeah. one. But I mean, like they're paying Indiana 80. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's I mean, so which it's, is the, um, which is another crazy component of all of this. Yeah, like Purdue, Oregon, Washington, right. like that's the situation that they felt forced into. Because yeah. how in the world they were. can you possibly look at the world of college football and say Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern, Michigan State, Purdue, Minnesota, are Maryland, Rutgers, are <laughs> they're going to get more than Oregon and it Washington? Just, it was a supply and demand thing, right? Yeah. It was just it's it was simple crazy, economics. It's and a that's crazy why the Big 12 could have been in that spot too. The, the Big 12 could have been in that same spot, right? If, if the Pac-12 gets a TV deal done first, 
I still like their chances because the Big 12 offers the games and all those, you know, even with BYU, they still offer games somewhat late. So I think because of the mix and matching, they would have gotten the deal, but there's no guarantee it would have been, you know, that great of a deal. Um, uh, there's, yeah, no, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee on that. So, and I think leadership did make, did make the difference for them, but um, I'm excited to watch Pac-12 this season. I think the best possible result would be Oregon State winning the league and pulling a Utah. Wouldn't and, that be something? Uh, I, I would like to see them beat, uh, you know, Washington. By the way, and, uh, you know, by the way fun, fun, fun trivia for you here. Can you name the three programs in the pack who have never made a conference championship game? Uh in, in what iteration of the Pac-12? Like, I guess how I guess it's been around. every iteration of the Pac-12 yeah. with so, twelve teams. So since Utah and Colorado joined, there are only three programs to never play in a conference championship game. Can you? I'm going to say I'm going to say Arizona State. Incorrect. Oh, Arizona. Incorrect. Is it uh, Oregon State? That's one. Washington State. That's two. Is somebody power washing? I mean, come on. Uh, who's three? Just tell me three. Cal. Cal. Damn. Cal. Well, and I, do you know who do you know? Here's another one. Do you know who's won the most Pac-12 championships uh when you count the COVID season as a half as I do? Oregon. Stanford. Wouldn't what didn't Oregon win it that year? Or did Stanford win it? Uh no, Oregon won it the COVID year, but again, that was, was like half a season. That was half a season of football. They're like, so, they're like four and three. They went to the Fiesta Bowl, didn't they? Or something they like ended that? the year four and three. They were four and two. Yeah. They went to the Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> like, no, they were. I think they were three and two in the regular season. They beat USC four and two. Lose to Iowa State four and three. That was that. That was their. That's why. That's why I consider that a half. But yeah, Stanford won. Uh, two thousand and uh, what was it? Seven. I know they won. Uh, twelve, thirteen, fifteen, and there was one more. One more in there. I think. Uh. 18 maybe i'd have to double check that but but yeah stanford has uh actually i am going to double check that real quick uh stanford and cal also right now but you and i are recording this on tuesday so we'll have more in this but uh cal and stanford and smu or just cal and stanford might be joining the acc according to brett mcmurphy so everything's just keep going i on. know i know which is which is which is nuts i'm sorry i misspoke uh oregon's got three plus the covid stanford has got uh has got just the three not four but yeah, pretty crazy. Three plus the COVID, and it's crazy. Stan- Spencer, where can folks yeah. where can folks find you and your work and all of its variety? Uh, I'm on Twitter at smalls underscore fifty five, and I host Locked On Pack Twelve on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts for however much longer. That's the name of the show, and I host uh, Locked On Ducks as well, uh, YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts all the time. America's, but- America's favorite Big Ten podcast. <laughs> It doesn't even sound. Doesn't even sound right. It's so funny. I'm on uh, vacation as you know this whole week and whatnot, which is you know kind of a hilarious time for that to happen. But eh, you know, news is going to happen one way or the other, whether I'm there to react to. I did one one reaction show and such, but you know, I'm in the Northwest, so I see a lot of like Oregon Washington gear around. So if I see them, I'll be like, "Oh, go Ducks!" And then the next thing we've been saying to each other all week is, "Go Big Ten?" Question mark. Question mark. Yeah. All right. America's favorite Big Ten brand. Spencer, we'll talk soon. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you.